Hey guys, we are so excited that you're here. Welcome to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast. I'm Kara Goss, online registered dietitian and health and fitness coach. And I'm Kylie Kaiser, online health and fitness coach, and we're your hosts. This podcast is all about improving yourself physically and mentally. And y'all, neither of those things can be improved with a quick fix. We are here to be real with you about your fitness and fat loss goals, your health, your mindset, and everything in between. If you're ready to open your mind to the process that self-improvement requires, instead of always looking for the next quick fix, then this is your podcast. Let's get started. What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Not Your Quick Fix podcast episode 66. It's your girls live, live, and, in live and in person. We love it. I guess it's not really live. <laughs> it's, not, it's not live at all, but we are in person. And yeah, we're sharing a mic today. So hopefully this sounds okay. No headphones. No headphones. Maybe like podcast. lean in a little bit more. We are raw dog in the podcast right now. We're really, yeah, but we did an episode like this before and it was fun. We have, yeah. We so, did this with John. Yeah, yeah. We'll be good. We'll be good. But what's up, y'all? We are back from our crazy weekend. What a time. What a time. Um, I'm depressed. So I miss MGK so badly. Guys, I have never seen Kara in this state of fangirl in my entire life, honestly. <laughs> it's it's a beautiful thing to watch. I'm usually the one taking that role. That's so, so true. That is so true. Kylie is normally the one fangirling and like the queen of pop culture, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like that concert was the best concert I've ever been to. And I'm not just saying that because I love MGK so much. Like it was a whole show. It was cool. And he had like so many different elements and parts to it. And of course, we got to see our girl Avril Lavigne, like our childhood dreams came true. It was pretty cool. So that was amazing. Um, but Kylie can't say the same because she's been to every Taylor Swift concert. So. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, it's not the best show I ever went to. No. But it is But it was a good amazing. show. Yeah. Um, it's in the top three performers I've probably seen for sure. Love that. Uh, Love that. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. A lot of energy. Um, everyone sing to Kara sing. Okay, still for three days literally we watched the mgk documentary we did we watch the home. mgk documentary as soon as we got home because we were like we got to keep this train rolling so yeah it was super fun and you know kylie came in on thursday so we got to explore pittsburgh we got to go out with some of my friends and it was just a really good time got to go see the mac miller mural so lots of pittsburgh things kylie's ingrained into the bird culture now yeah the mac miller mural was so cool yeah long time mac miller fan yeah, all right for sure um it was just absolutely beautiful so that was really cool um I really enjoyed Pittsburgh uh not to burst Caleb's bubble yeah sorry Caleb but it's actually kind of fun (laughs) it was good um the weather here has been amazing um crazy that's been it's been like fall here it's weird and she said this is not normal no it's not normal at all like it's insane it's it's literally it was literally 60 this morning like Kylie's in her tequila health study (laughs) I've been living in this hoodie (laughs) shout out Shannon Ford oh my god I freaking love it but yeah it was a great weekend so just coming down from a little bit of like a high from the weekend and you know but it's been nice to still be hanging out together we got a lot of work done this week so far and we've been to the gym and I leave technically tomorrow night I guess technically like morning it's like early yes okay y'all so we have to get up literally at like 2 30 in the morning because I have to drive Kylie back to the airport the airport's an hour and a half from my house because it's in Pittsburgh and I'm not 
technically in Pittsburgh anymore. And her flight's at like what five thirty? Six. It's early. It's early, it's early it's as fuck. So catch us just like not sleeping tomorrow night, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. MGK marathon. MGK marathon, baby. <laughs> we love it. But yeah. yeah, anything else I can jump on? I don't. I don't think so. No. I mean, we you know had Lex last time. That was only a week ago. So yeah. We're yeah. We're all caught up. It was just getting ready for this. Yes. And- yes. We're so freaking excited. So thank you guys so much for sending us really good questions. Like we got so many good questions, and there's a good mix of questions too. Yeah. You guys sent some fun stuff. Yeah. Some really some fun stuff. Educational stuff for us to talk about. Yeah. I'm excited. I feel like anyone who maybe missed this or isn't on our socials as much, we put a Q&A out last week mm-hmm. uh, for anonymous questions. Everybody has been loving the NGL app yeah. and being able to anonymously ask. Y'all are way more forthcoming in that. So, <laughs> um, what, by the way, when we put up regular Q&As, you can ask. Please we're ask We're not going to out you. No, like, we're not going to out you. you. <laughs> we're not going to out you. We're not going to come for you and be like, hey, do you need help? Whatever. We genuinely yeah. just want to help. Right. Because um, the questions are nice because when we put them in our story, they help other people too. But I, I like that this platform avail- is available for you guys. So for sure. um, we definitely put up a box over the last week and asked for just anything. We said anything goes. We're open books. We've made that pretty clear on the podcast. If you know us in real life, it's even worse. Yeah. So like we literally were open to any questions, health, fitness, hormones, mindset, personal life, anything. And you guys sent us um, like over 20 questions or something mm-hmm. like that. So um, we're excited to kind of dive into those. And we're just going to kind of go back and forth between some fun ones and educational ones to yes. get broken up. Um, it kind of feels to me like based on our recap, we should start with uh, question 10 of the personal. Question 10. <laughs> oh my God, absolutely. Favorite MGK song. Let's go, baby. Kara's answer is going to be really easy. Do you are, wait, I'm going to pick one. I'm going to pick one from Tickets to My Downfall <laughs> and one from Main Street Sellout. Okay. okay. So from Tickets to My Downfall, obviously Drunk Face. <laughs> Guys. <laughs> I've been listening to Kara sing the first three lines of this I'm song. I'm still young, wasting my youth. I'll grow up next summer. I swear, I'm actually a better singer, but I have no voice She's right now. also been singing this, like, purposefully, obnoxiously terrible <laughs> for three days. Like <laughs> So good. So Drunk Face from Tickets to My Downfall, and then Mainstream Sellout is probably 5150, which he didn't play, and I was really, really sad, but it's not as popular. Yeah. So. What okay. about you, Kai Kai? Um, that's tough I think drunk face is probably my favorite tickets for my downfall yeah. song it's that or forget me too oh for sure me, my girl Halsey. Halsey. but um my, my best friend <laughs> <laughs> I don't why would you say that <laughs> we know nothing about the sorts I do love that jam but on mainstream sellout I think my favorite song is fake love don't last that's such a good one. one I love that one yeah um so it was honestly there's a lot of great songs oh uh, actually I lied. My favorite for those I think I'm jazz, okay. my favorite MGK song period is I think I'm okay. Yeah, so, so good. That is my favorite MGK song. Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah, he has a lot of he has a lot of bangers from his old albums. Like Hotel yeah. Diablo. Well that one was just um, like a random single in between, right? I know, yeah. What so. no no no. I think I'm okay is on Hotel Diablo, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Moment spot. It was like crossing him over. Right? But it was. It was, yeah. It was yeah. like a crossover. So yeah, okay. So we did each of the albums and that's my favorite. Yeah. Awesome. Love it. That gives me shout out, shout out, Sean and all the boys from the That's Sort of Party. They, yes. They love that song. We love um, it. Let's um let's go with number one of our funny and personal category, which I honestly am trying to rack my brain about this. So somebody asked, what's our biggest insecurity? Okay, are we talking physical or like in general or I think we could do that's what I was thinking, because I'm like, I don't want to go something as shallow as like something physical, but I will say like my biggest insecurity physically is has always been like my stomach. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like 
and I feel like that's a very common thing but I don't yeah. feel like and I, I'm not saying this in like a cocky way but I'm like I feel like I don't have a ton of insecurities generally speaking yeah what about you um my biggest insecurity physically okay it's twofold so my my biggest insecurity lifelong has mm-hmm. been my hair which is which is why I now have extensions okay and, that makes sense that makes sense yeah. so now I do not have that period anymore except for when I'm wearing it in Founding Fathers bun <laughs> Kylie's been wearing the low bun Founding Fathers I have to because my extensions yeah. are pulling out my hair because yeah. I don't it, it's my own fault yeah because I'm because I wear them the way you're not supposed to. So if you put your hair on top of your head, it's much extension as they have. Yeah. They start wearing down your hair. So I'm on strict orders from my girl, Kristen, to uh, do the low ponies if I need to pull my hair up to work out. So that was my long-standing insecurity. But without that, it's um, it's arms for me. It's been it's, arms okay. for me, like my whole life. Yeah. Other than that. I will say since like gaining a bit of weight in my hormonal journey, I will say like my arms have become a little bit more because I was always able to kind of like see the muscles and they kind of just like disappeared yeah my arms were kind of something that like even through when I was pretty overweight in college and everything um I know a lot of girls it, it, it yeah of course I've had I have had feelings about every part of my body like first time I get steps too is definitely I think very common for us but like a lot of girls that would be like the you know not want to wear shorts and stuff mm-hmm. like that it just like never bothered me even though my legs were also big I also I just never cared but yeah. like my like tank tops and stuff it just always made me feel really uncomfortable and I for a long time no matter how much weight I would lose my arms really didn't like seem like they changed Mm -hmm. much and it was really frustrating to me it also is because while I was early in that journey I was not doing any fucking weight training right yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um they never got that tone look so once I did things correctly and went through like contest preps and I actually yeah because I had actually gotten to a point with my fitness journey when I first started like correctly even where I was just like, I, I kind of got, I got to a place of acceptance with them. Yeah. Where I was kind of like, it's fine. They're just not going to look like, because I also like, I have a, actually John helped me once that I have a very long um, bicep muscle. muscle. Belly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So me, like one of the big first things people do when they know you're like a personal trainer, or, like they, they look, look at your bicep. They're like, they're like flex. I and, always think of Laura. Yeah. Because and she talks the about way. this too. Yeah. And I have, I have my bicep flex, even in prep when I was like, shredded and fairly jacked huge. I do not have a bicep flex because if you have don't. a shorter muscle belly you're gonna have more of a bump right on that right and like so, I have shorter arms so mine has a little bit more mm-hmm. of a bump yeah. I like I like never had one yeah that. like, that's so annoying and so <laughs> I was always like can we look at like my back yeah like, yeah so I oh I think it's just been something that's bothered me because it's like always made me feel like I don't live like don't don't really live yeah for um, sure and so I didn't really love that and um, but once I got into prep, it was like, even though I didn't have that, my shoulders were super defined. I saw the muscles and my, yeah. my triceps and things like that. And so I'd gotten to a place though, where before where I accepted that I was just like, my arms just won't ever look like that. And then they did, yeah. but they literally could only, my arms literally only looked like that when I was like, so in prep. Lean, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And so now it's actually come back harder for me because I actually have, like, I'd kind of gotten to a point where I was like, yeah, hey, you're not capable. Yeah. And I saw it. Yeah. Um, so I do, I still struggle with that. Um, I would definitely say I can completely agree with that and I think you mentioned something too it's like you've gotten to the point where we have accepted these things a bit more like even with my stomach I've gotten to the point where it's like okay I'm a woman like I'm gonna have some belly fat on me you know what I mean like yeah like it's okay um I would say like I've been sitting here thinking a little bit more and honestly like I was trying to just I'm trying to just think of like the first thing that comes to mind and like go with my gut on these questions and I feel like in general one of my biggest insecurities but it's not something that like is really debilitating to me but 
this is gonna sound stupid but honestly like sounding dumb and like sounding um sounding ditzy because I've gotten that before like a lot of people will be like Kara's a little ditzy but she's like the smartest person I know when it comes to education and book smarts but street smarts count me out oh, I've been told that before, so too. that's a big insecurity I would say I've like been told book smart like them same yes 100 100 yeah it tracks it tracks yeah. my mine going like deeper on that level I have I have two with that and one is I'm actually really insecure about how fast I talk okay um I was put into I said something to you about this before I knew it was an insecurity it was yeah. like at the beginning of our friendship and Kyla was like I'm really insecure about that. And I've never said anything about it again. No, people always, my mom, I was like doing a live for my clients the other day. Mm-hmm. And my mom was at my house visiting mm-hmm. and I'm in the middle of my live. And she was like, Kylie, slow down. And I was like, and you're like mortified. Oh. Like I was so upset. Yeah. Like, so I actually have gotten a lot better with it because I used to teach. Yeah. So I obviously couldn't talk that fast. It really only gets like that when I get like, you get conversation, yeah. I'm excited when I'm telling a story. Um, but the reason why is because people, for some reason, just like, they can't give you like feedback in just like a polite way. No. Like, and I don't think it's always intentional. Um, but I also, I was in speech therapy as a kid for how fast I talk. Like yeah. they put this, the school put me in speech therapy because they mm-hmm. were like, whatever. Honestly though, I had a great speech therapist and she made me, she was like, there's not really anything to fix here. Your brain is more advanced than the kids your age. And it just yeah. goes faster than your mouth can. And it honestly <laughs> is, it's Kylie. Like it is Kylie. Like that's who she is as a person. And like, it's so funny because like, you know, when you like, even like when you meet people for the first time, like she met like some of my friends this past week. And I'm like, I just love that you don't try and change that about yourself. You're like, Hey, this is me. Like, I'm going to talk your ear off and I fucking love it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. like, that's just, who, that's a part of who you are. Yeah. That's, you know, I don't shut the fuck up and it's like a mile a minute. So, yeah. and that, that goes into like, so that's like the side category, but my actual biggest insecurity, which that encompasses that is like, I have this, I always am afraid that I'm like too much. And I know mm-hmm. that like, I hate that I hate saying that about people and I hate that phrase and I feel like it's overused, but it is something like we just talked about. I feel like the podcast gives like a pretty good understanding of me, but Mm -hmm. if you know me in real life, I just am like, I don't know, like quote too much or a lot, like whatever words you want to use. Um, I've also had like some emotionally manipulative people in my life tell me that, um, but that I just, I have a strong personality type and I actually didn't use, it got it got really dampened down by people telling me that. And yeah. I hid that about myself for a long time. So now that I've like stepped back in myself, um, it comes off a little bit like chaotic sometimes, but mm-hmm. it's really just because I like bring a lot of energy all the time. And you weren't able to do that before all yeah. the time in previous relationships. Yeah. So. so bringing that back, it is something I'm still insecure of is like that part of me is going to be rejected, but it's like just been part of the acceptance journey to be like anyone that rejects that, like, isn't your person yeah. friendship or otherwise. Like, so true. So yeah. Not us um, saying, yeah, we can get through all of these questions and not <laughs> us spending 15 minutes on the first one. The second one is now this title, Insecurity. <laughs> yeah, I think that was good, though. I think that covered it. Um, so good. Yes. <laughs> it is. An Alani it's new. an Alani new. It's, not, it's something to take the edge off. <laughs> that cosmic stardust. Crack a beer at 1131 in the morning. <laughs> it's an energy, um okay so we'll hop over to a health and fitness hormone mm-hmm. one so somebody asked why cold showers for a healing hormonal journey hormonal i journey. admittedly have never heard of it. so i had heard of it only with like cold the vegas, I've heard of the like vegas yes like that, and yeah. so like what 
like my knowledge surrounding this is that so cold showers do help to stimulate the vagus nerve and basically like the vagal nerves are like the main nerves of our parasympathetic nervous system so like whenever we I'm pretty sure we've talked about the vagus nerve on here before in terms of like gut health but like whenever you think of the vagus nerve you think oh that is the nerve that connects the brain to the gut um and so like stimulating the vagus nerve can help with like depression anxiety brain fog mm -hmm. um gut issues GI issues like a lot of times the reason why you see so many people who have like anxiety have also have GI issues or vice versa because mm -hmm. of that vagus nerve connection. Um, so taking like the cold showers, cold plunges can definitely help with that. And overall, whenever we are, you know, stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system, obviously that's helping in stress reduction, all of that kind of stuff. So yes, that's absolutely going to help hormonal health. And we know that like gut health is the foundation of hormonal health. So if we are working to stimulate the vagus nerve um, and like improve that GI health and digestion, then overall that'll help with hormonal health for sure. So it's not something that's going to be like a make or break, like, oh, I'm going to take this cold yeah. shower and it's going to heal my hormones, right. but it can definitely be something positive to add into your day. Like I like myself a cold shower every now and again, for sure. I've never done an ice bath, would love to. Oh my gosh. I know you have. Yeah. Ice baths are really cool. And that's what I said. That's what this made me think of, but I had just not heard of it being like hormonal showers yeah no same, um, same. but yeah conceptually I mean that makes sense we did it in terms of like there's a lot of different things cold, cold plunges too, for like sure ice baths when it comes to just like mental resilience right like lessons with that but it does just bring like a clarity and energy like I know some people that just take a morning cold shower every day to like wake their right. brain up yeah um honestly that for the time <laughs> after our AC issues got fixed and I'll talk about this on here yeah my gas was out at my new place yeah and so we didn't have any hot water and so I was taking cold showers for like a week which in Austin, honestly, it was refreshing. Amazing. Um, but it was kind of like interesting. One, you dick around way less in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I just like did feel a little bit more like refreshed. You feel more like energized. Mentally clear. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, just experiences with that. But ice baths are definitely um, rough to get through, but for sure. really cool. Yeah. Um, and I do have heard things with the base nerve for that too. For sure. Yeah. So that was that one. Next up, Buck Mary Kill, Keto, Booty Bands hormone balancing pills. Can I answer yeah, this? I know my question. You're ready. I know my answer. Okay. So I would fuck keto because like I can get down with some like bacon and like high fat greasy shit, like give okay. it to me. Okay? okay. So fuck keto, but I, it would have to be like, just like a one-time thing. Right. Because okay. I can't give up carbs. I would marry booty bands because booty bands can be like Again, they're not going to give us the booty that they want. They're not, you know what I mean? Like you didn't build your booty with booty bands, but like we can still use them in certain situations to enhance some things here and there. Right. And then I would probably kill the hormone balancing pills. Cause I'm just over like the whole hormone balancing things. And I think that people use them way out of context. Um, not over the hormone balancing things, but over the, um, the notion of like, oh, this one pill is going to balance every hormone in your body and people don't even know what's in the actual pill, like what it produces. But I think, I think that would be my answer. Okay. Well, that's you. So <clears throat> me can't do anything simply. So my issue with this one is like, what hormone balancing pills are we referring to? Like, I'm thinking of like balance from a Lonnie That's like the one that comes into my okay. mind. So like, what, so like, what about, cause like to me, I'm like, if this encompasses like things like a morphodite or like, a, okay, so like that, that or like estrocore okay. and like stuff like that. So that's why yes. I was like, that so my, my answer. Yeah. So but my thing, we're talking about like putting people on a progesterone path. No. Like, so I'm like, that's the thing is like, I know it's tough because I'm like, I feel like I would kill them only because there's 
And if I could give more education around them, then right. that would be better. But it's like the hormone balancing pills, certain ones are amazing right. for specific things. Right. But if you're just taking them randomly and blindly, that's when I would kill them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's tough. Yeah, that's why this is hard, this is hard for me, honestly. So <laughs> I'm a I'm a fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever asked this I think, really <laughs> I think I gotta kill keto. Okay, like, kill I, keto, I can't yeah, go yeah. without carbs, even as much as like that. Like, yeah, I could have like a day. Yeah. But, like that's what I'm saying. Like okay. I guess, yeah, that could make it like a one night stand. Yeah, exactly. One night stand, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is tough. I just I really want to kill booty bands. I like hate them. I really hate them. So <laughs> can we just like kill them all? <laughs> I think that I would probably fuck keto and I would probably marry balancing pills, okay. but with the caveat of like there's I understand them that's yeah because if I'm married I've gotten to know each other so exactly. I like know which ones okay. are really good oh. and I like can, I'm, I'm very selective about which ones I'm marrying so okay. I like marrying like the estrogen like one for a day yep and adaptogen all that okay, okay yeah, yeah yeah and we're like you know but also like I feel like go with fucking because it's like you could be like sometimes these work contextually but like marriage this is, like, is really good time. So anyway. Kylie's always got the context and like <laughs> with the English background you're like let me dive a little bit deeper into this meaning I literally used to have to teach like analysis and everything so yes exactly so, so we're, um, we gotta analyze things yeah I would I'm definitely killing okay okay cool because cool. I just there's no purpose yeah yeah, yeah no so they don't as always context is key booty bands you are know? like they're, not even, they're are not even fucking trash booty bands are trash <laughs> like they can't they could be helpful for like an at-home workout if you don't have anything you know, yeah, but, but like, like yeah. Yeah. anyways, okay. Um, I don't know what number on, but okay. Exercises you will never do again. This anything, anything where you stand on a BOSU wall. <laughs> yes. Anything with a BOSU ball, BOSU ball. I don't want to say never because like, I really never say never, but like burpees, count me out. Hate burpees. <laughs> for me, fam. Hate burpees. You ever um, do that? Like, um, like the like dead bug ab things. I want to. Oh my God. That. Absolutely. Okay, so quick story for those of y'all who are like faithful listeners and listen to, I don't remember what episode it was on, but we have my good friend who is a Marine DJ Wonder on mm-hmm. here. He would like put me and my best friend, Julia, through these grueling ab workouts whenever we were in like so- sophomores in college. And he would always have us doing like dead bugs for like five minutes. And I'm like, what are we doing? So yeah, I would say uh, burpees and dead bugs. Yeah. I can't say I never will do a burpee again because like, I can't say never to any of these because you never know what's gonna happen. I, but I, I will never do a basketball squat. Like no, I same, same. No, I will and never. And I was do doing that kind of dumb shit no. in college. No, people were like, that. what are we trying to do? Balance and build shoulders. Yeah, like <laughs> build. I was thinking of a basketball um, press. Like that's even worse. No, anything where you're standing on that stupid ass half ball makes no sense. Like no. there's. Unless, okay, unless you are, like, of the older geriatric population where you're actually trying to build balance and, like, just trying to, like, stabilize yourself, yeah. you well, know? Like, but, like, like, you're on there with weights. It's just with an weight. accident. It is. Happen. It is. Like, it's like, dangerous. Yeah. Okay? So that's my answer. Yeah. Because I had done that stuff in college. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I've actually never done, um... I used to do the squats on it. You yeah, I have. Mostly air squats, to be fair, but I did do the kind okay. of, like, the bar over With the bag. bar? Yeah, like, the That is so bar. scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. Um, okay, <laughs> who would die first in a zombie apocalypse? Me. 
You think? Honestly, they might take us out at once. We're both they really, yeah, <laughs> I think that on the level of like the life smarts and surviving, I might have a little. Did you go like camping or do anything? Were you a Girl Scout when you were younger? Fuck no. Okay, I went camping and I was a Girl Scout, so I at least knew some I, stuff. I camped, actually camped like a tent for the first time ever in like 2017. Really? Yeah. Well, whenever I, I say camping, I was like glamping. Like I had like a camper. So that's the first time I like, yeah, I had like, I did like a camp at a festival. Okay. Like, yeah. The first time I like, camped was my ex-boyfriend was like at like a state park in yeah. a tent in 27. Do we have anyone like on our side? Cause like if Kevin's here, like it's definitely going to be me that survives. Or he would yeah. protect both of us. But. Yeah. So here's the thing about me is that I have often made this reference that like whether it's murderers, any of that shit, I will die willingly is the thing. I have no fight in me. I have no oh, no. <laughs> okay, see, so, I have a fight. Like, uh-uh. I just... I'm not going to die. Like, like, here's the thing. It's not that... I'm not trying to be morbid that I would like to die, but, like, the, the chase of it all and the stress it of is. it all would kill me before <laughs> the actual thing. So, like, I can't live through that anxiety. I would, like, I literally have made this joke, like, in the Hunger Games. You know how they, like, when they first come out, they all, like, run off to their place. Yeah. I would just stand there. Oh, no. Like, I would just, okay. take If it was, like, a Hunger like, Games thing where I probably knew that I had a really good chance of dying, I might just let it happen. Same thing, yeah, like, with serial killers and stuff. Like, whenever you watch the movies and they're, like, being chased and stuff, I would literally just be, like, make it quick, please. Just make it quick. Bro. Because I'm not going to go through days or hours of the stress of being chased and pursued that will kill me first like I can't (laughs) even operate a normal day through anxiety like we're not playing this game we're not playing this game (laughs) I'm going to be like sedate me take me out (laughs) I really this is funny that now that I'm thinking about this but like I don't know what it was I had like a crazy dream that I was being like I had a dream about being chased last night too which was weird but I had a crazy dream that I was being like kind of down or some shit and like I took self-defense classes and I really feel like I should do that again if, or not again but just in general I feel like I should I feel like I should take self-defense classes for this reason honestly same but like also is it the worst thing in the world if the zombies get you don't you just become one of the zombies that kind of sounds lit that's true like they're okay so consensus is they're taking both of us at the same time yeah, we're both <laughs> um each of your definition of balance this is a really good question yeah how are you different I was gonna all right let's see what is my definition of balance okay so my definition of balance has definitely changed over the years as I have obviously like gone through my hormone health journey switched coaches all of that kind of stuff so for me now personally and I am solely basing this off of this isn't necessarily what I expect of like clients but it's what I base off of my own personal life and how I live my life like for me personally, I am a homebody. Like I'm somebody, but I'm still someone who loves to travel and loves to go out and like have a good time with friends and stuff like that. But like, usually when I have like a crazy weekend or like Kylie and I, like we were drinking at the MGK concert, like we were traveling, all that kind of stuff. Like now I'm going to need like two or three weeks of like doing nothing. And that's all I get because I'm going to Austin in three weeks. Yeah. But like, so for me personally, my definition of balance is, you know, having that set plan for myself and this is not to be confused with like oh being quote unquote good throughout the week and then fucking off on the weekend or whatever mm-hmm. but it's having a set plan for myself no matter what even going into last weekend like knowing that we were going to be eating out in Pittsburgh and like drinking at the concert and everything I kind of had this notion that okay like 
I picked and choose again, get picky and choosy with your days, like pick and choose the days that you know that, you know, maybe you don't want to track. Um, maybe you want to indulge a little bit more, whatever for me, like that was on Saturday. Like we didn't, I didn't really track at all. Like really Friday and Saturday. And like, we drank a bit more. more. We could probably could have eaten more. (laughs) Yeah. But again, like that doesn't always happen for me. Like I would say 80 to 90% of the time, like I am on with my nutrition, fitness, all of that kind of stuff. And so for me, I'm not going to freak out about the other 10 to 20% of the time because I used to freak out about it Mm -hmm. and it made my relationship with food so poor and it's hard to like actually define it and like say when that turning point was for me, because honestly, it's really just been in this last year and a half of like my hormone health journey that I realized like, oh, I am just a lifestyle client and there is so much more to life than simply just, but then simply just like tracking my macros and fitness and hitting my shit. And like, it took me going through a shitty relationship with food to figure that out. So now for me, it's like, I, I think my definition would just be getting picky and choosy with, you know, my yeses and my nos and which days that I really know that I want to be, you know, on point and which days, you know, choosing what memories are going to be really, really important for me. Because like, like when I went on vacation, I didn't track a single thing. Like I'm, I'm not going to allow my really important memories to be clouded by worrying about what I'm logging for that day, you know, and that again takes context mm-hmm. and it looks different for everyone. But for me, I would say kind of that's what balance looks like to me now. And then just simply getting back into my normal routine, which again, took me a long time to get to. Like there was a long time where I was overcompensating after like I was in that all or nothing mindset and I had a crazy weekend and I would like overeat and then undereat and that doesn't happen anymore. Like that is not balance. I think that sometimes people think that that Mm -hmm. is when they're like going ham on the weekends and then under eating during the week, but that's not balance, you know? So yeah, mine, that, I think that would be my definition. Yeah. I think like shout out John for both of us. Shout out John. Yeah. Finding He's what, helped um, so much. What balance looks like with food. For sure. Both of us. Yep. Um, and that's kind of where I am now too. A lot of what you said rang true. Um, the, the inverse with Kara and I is I am like, if there's a plan, I'm going to do it. Yeah. So like, and not like a, not talking about fitness plan, like, but like social plans, yeah. like I don't. And that's not me not having boundaries and not being able to stay in. It's that's just who just, you that's, are. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Like, it's, I have a hard time turning down a trip or a social event. Right. Like that. Um, but what I, for me, finding balance with that is not thinking that every single event or thing that I do has to be centric around mm-hmm. food or drinks, et cetera. Um, and also finding or removing that guilt when sometimes it is. Yeah. That's like, that was a big thing for me, especially. I think Huge. like, I think defining balance is we talked about this a lot with Emily Bugato when yeah. she was on with us is like just it's gonna it's never like my definition of it right now will probably be different than it was in six, it is in six it's months, different in different whatever seasons. seasons you're in so mm-hmm. like this summer with like my move and wanting to experience a new place and stuff like that like it's been very much about like experience and what I want but like to me what balance looks like in that season of like I wasn't tracking super often or like I was not really tracking weekends and stuff that didn't look like taking that whole weekend and just going ham or like eating overeating and stuff and it used to look like that for me it was the same thing it was like either I was in prep and everything was like perfect and I took no time off and I had immense guilt over like you know a Hershey's kiss like it was something like that which I had when I hear at Harris two days ago that's why I thought that 
Untracked. Didn't, didn't track it because it's a fucking Hershey she, kiss. She literally put a Hershey kiss on her rice cake and she was going into tracking. She was like, you know, the fuck, I'm not tracking this. Yeah, I know. I was, I was like, stupid. It's a Hershey kiss. So like, that's, that's the thing that like, you know, I, where I was. And before that, I was in a place where it was like, if I was going out to eat, it was like clean in my plate. It was like, I needed the appetizer and to fill all yeah. this and like do all this stuff. And then like, you know, I would eat till the point of like discomfort and stuff like that, especially if I wasn't like a place where I was trying to lose weight because I was restricting through a week. I was doing that whole same thing. Um, or I just, I had, a, I just always have had a poor relationship with food. And right now I genuinely don't. Yeah. Um, and so for me now balance is like that I can go do all of those things. And I just like, this is what I mean. I always try to stress to my clients is I'm when I'm not tracking or not doing it, I'm making those conscious decisions subconsciously, I guess, instead is better word. Like where it's just, I'm not worried about it. I like have portion control without having to think about like, oh, I need this portion. Or it's just like, you know, it's, it's not choosing the salad or the fries. It's that I'm like, maybe probably only, only going to eat half the fries, but I'm not like thinking that while I'm doing it. It's just yeah. like, I can listen to when I'm full or it's like making that decision of like, yeah, I might want like the mac and cheese, but like, I'm going to add chicken to it because I want protein. Exactly. This meal. Like it's like, like that. Thinking about thing. what you can add in to improve yeah. the health and like make you feel good about the decision they made. Right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well maybe I'm going to want to have me never turns down a margarita these days or queso. so yeah I will not turn down a queso so like if I'm gonna do those kind of things it's like my dish is probably lighter like I'll probably get like the grilled shrimp taco or like something yeah. like that like you know what I mean if I'm out of place with that or like I want the cocktail so maybe then I'll get the salad or I get a grilled chicken sandwich like those kind of changes without but it's not because I'm sitting there thinking like oh I need this for my physical it's just like no. a natural thing that I do now or like yes. making sure that I I'm drinking enough water while I do that. Like, oh, we're going to this concert. We're going to be drinking all night and water is expensive. Like, let's chug our gallons of water before we go. Like those kind of choices is like what balance looks like for me. And then the second part of that, which you touched on is just always now that it it took me a while when I was going through my post-show stuff and like depression and all of those things to have routine again. Right. And I'm still struggling to find what that looks like in life as a whole. But with fitness now, I have that where it's like getting just back to routine where yeah. after I go and have these social events things that the next day it's just like all right I'm gonna go get back to my gym schedule and I'm going to whether I track my food or not I'm like just making decisions of like eating at home instead of takeout and like what I'm eating is more healthy like that's the biggest thing for me is that even when I'm not tracking my decisions are healthier yeah so that's what balance looks like for me in this current season um and just really honestly removing that guilt and stress around it like I don't really make many decisions anymore based on we're worrying about what my body's gonna body look like from like, it yep which yep, is same. which is a big deal it's so huge it's such a huge realization and I'm just so glad that you touched on the removing the guilt and stress because that's yeah. been something really big for me as well for sure. so love that okay um next one which where were we at okay you both wake up in jail whose fault is it me Kylie's it's mine I'm so <laughs> fucking lately I knew that from the moment I read I did too. Honestly. <laughs> From the moment I read the that's so funny. Uh, it's so funny how you have different friends for different things. Like yeah. I did the TikTok best friend check thing with my best friend from Nashville, Katie. Yes. And they asked the same question. It's like, or it was like most likely to go to jail. And it was like both of us were like Katie. Like, but it's so funny because it's like with us, it's like yes, me. Yes, <laughs> it's so funny, dude. It's just funny how like each friend is different in yeah. each different dynamic. I love it. Um, okay. Uh, how to bring down cholesterol healthy fats my dudes healthy fats my dudes yeah and something I think we've probably talked about this on the podcast before too but something that I just want to touch on here is that I think that um 
the like Western medical community and like doctors have made such a big deal of like high cholesterol and not that it's like, you know, a good thing. We don't want high cholesterol, but here's the thing is that like, what matters more is the size of your, um, particles. So like whenever you have like these small sticky cholesterol particles, like that's really what's going to be an issue. Um, and normally we're not testing for that. There are specific tests that you can do to see particle size and everything like that. But if we're just dealing with like overall, you know, high cholesterol, high LDL, obviously like that's our quote unquote bad cholesterol. Like, yes, I would say like really focusing on I would say like a primarily Mediterranean based um, diet. So like lots of healthy fats, lots of omega-3s, reducing those more inflammatory oils or veggie oils. um, And definitely focusing on a lot of fiber, a lot of like phytosterols. So plant sterols, plant fibers, um, lots of colors. And um, something else to look at too is, vitamin D levels. Cause mm-hmm. oftentimes what I see is there's definitely, it's definitely not like a direct link, but I do see a lot of times a correlation with whenever we have higher cholesterol, normally that person has lower vitamin D. Well, I mean, I feel like most of the American diet and population has low vitamin D and high cholesterol. So Right, exactly. <laughs> and vitamin D is a bit harder to get through mm-hmm. your diet Correct. too. So like definitely supplementing with vitamin D plus K is going to be really, really helpful there. Um, and then like, you know, obviously like diet and lifestyle changes, like we want to make sure that we are like getting an exercise, getting in our steps, like doing the weightlifting, all of that kind yeah. of stuff. But really like that Mediterranean style diet is going to be super helpful. And then if we want to do like any supplements, I would say like a good omega-3 That's fish really oil. Um, it is hard to get enough of your omegas. Too. It definitely can be. Yeah. So a good omega-3 fish oil, we want to look for at least um, 2000, like 1000 to 2000 milligrams of combined EPA and DHA. And then something else I've used before too, is called, um, cardio 360 by metagenics. And it basically is just like a powder. It's kind of like a, um, like a shake and it has a tons of like plant sterols and phytosterols in it. Um, so that's really helpful as well in bringing down cholesterol, but just know, like, I feel like people freak out when their doctor is like, oh, I have high cholesterol. I'm like, okay. But like, they also don't look at like, okay, like what's your stress levels? Like where's inflammation at? Like all that kind of stuff. Like the doctor's just like, always wait or like eat, Mm -hmm. eat. Okay. Let's talk about eggs for one second. Oh my God. Okay. Eggs are not your issue. You can eat, you can (laughs) eat eggs. It's fine. Like the, so dietary cholesterol does not actually impact our blood levels of cholesterol. Like we once thought it did. So please eat whole eggs they're wonderful yeah. they like have... you don't need to be eating five eggs a day yeah but like, but like that's yes. also like a lot of fat yeah so. like it's totally like it's totally fine like I feel like people are like oh, I gotta cut out eggs like eggs are wonderful they have so many nutrients tons of nutrients for like thyroid health and stuff like easy eggs. yeah I've had a lot of people when they get cholesterol readings back that are high and they're like well I'm having like two eggs in the morning should I stop doing that and I'm like no you're fine <laughs> yeah you're fine like eating an egg is probably okay like how about we look at the fact that we're getting five hours of sleep that we're not getting any sunlight that well, we're having person I'll ask that question we'll be eating like Arby's every night yeah and exactly like, like, it's not the eggs it's, probably not. it's not the eggs it's not the eggs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god dude. So, yeah. yeah so that is lowering cholesterol um wait what are we on what was okay oh, okay mortifying gym moments you said you have some good ones yeah so <laughs> shout out ryan tucker i've told this story on instagram and this is literally how my friend ryan and i became friends i at my campus gym in college uh i was like new to going to the gym and so i was like already nervous to be there yeah and we had like the, the rack 
like that sat across against the wall full of all the medicine balls yeah I literally like one day walked just like into it like tripped over it and not just tripped myself but the entire rack fell over so all the medicine balls just like scattered across the whole gym and then I tripped over one of the medicine balls trying to clean up so I fell and the medicine balls are just spewing everywhere and shout out Ryan Tucker came over and started helping me pick the medicine balls up and then he like tweeted me about it after and made fun of me and then we've been friends this was in my um, campus gym as well. I was deadlifting and um, I didn't put like a clip on the one end of the thingy. So like I pulled it up and then like, I kind of just like started tipping over and like all of the weights and it just like made a huge sound. They were like the metal weights, like everybody stops and like looks over because they all fall off. So that was one. And then the other one, which Honestly, like in hindsight, these really aren't that like no. bad. At the moment, you thought I, you were dying. Yes, I haven't had really terrible ones. But the other one was honest to God, like, and this is why people are always like, "How are you so confident in the gym?" I'm like, "Dude, I still do stupid shit oh, in same. the gym." Every time um, I go to a new gym, I make yeah. a fool of myself. So like, I was, yeah. So I had started, had just started at my gym in Pittsburgh, and it was new. And they had two different hack squat machines, and like they were kind of weird. Like the one was just strange, and. Um, it was like, looking back now, I should have known, but like, it was the one like with the pad on the back, but like, I don't know why, like, do you ever just do something and then it (laughs) rings in your brain that like, you knew how to do that and you just did it the wrong way. Like I got on it backwards and some people do it that way. Some people do do it that way. So I was like, okay, but like, there were some people like looking at me weird and then I got off of it and I was like, um, so that was pretty embarrassing. I love to just but, like, play things off like that. Like, I don't want exercise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And honestly, there are so many exercises out there. Like, Joey Spool will tell you so many exercises out there. Because that people, yeah, like, people know. are making fun of me. Yeah, of and, he's and he's like, like no, actually, this, actually is, this is a good exercise. Yeah. So, um, no. Something else mortifying that happened to me, which is, like, not relatable, but it was really funny, is when I was teaching at Wright State University, and I was went to the LA Fitness there. Um, I was at the gym once, and I, like, was at the water fountain. And one of my students was there from the previous semester and he just like came up to me at the gym and he was like, 
yo, Miss Kaiser, what's up? And I was like, oh, hey, so-and-so. Hey. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, I have one. He was like, I wish that you could pick my grades up as easy as you could have picked up as you pick up them weights. And I was like, ah! and I was like, what? And he was like, he's like, you failed me. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, Kylie, I was like, sorry. he didn't do his yeah, shit. Yeah, like, sure, sure. be an adult, do your shit. Literally, that's what I said, and I was like, it'd be easier if you did your work. <laughs> he was like, all right, all <laughs> right. Like, but it was like that wasn't mortifying, but it was just, it was funny. It was awkward. Okay, this just okay. Call this is out. mine. This is mine because you just reminded me of one. This was not that long ago. It was like a month before I left Pittsburgh, and this dude came up to me, and he was like, he said something to me. He was like, hey, hey, like he was just like talking to me about like lifting or something, and he was like, he said like you cute or something like that, and I was like, oh, like thanks, whatever, and he was like, you got the ass though, and I thought he said you got the ass though and I was like did this man actually just come up to me and comment on my ass and I just it was like the most awkward like transaction of my life I just stood there and looked at him like blank blankly and you could tell he felt so uncomfortable he just like walked away without saying anything else and then I realized as he's walking away he said you got the eyes though I was like thanks for commenting on my eyes but it was so awkward awkward. so freaking awkward but um yeah, so it's like that guy. You, it's always the eyes for you. It's the guy at the end of your thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is always the eyes. I do have pretty eyes. I love my eyes. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, type yourself up. Um, what's our next one? We might have to do a part two on this, too. I don't know how long we're going to go in for. I don't think it's been an hour yet. Okay. Oh, we got time. We got time. Um, how are your own personal fitness journeys going? Well, if you didn't listen, go back to our two part episodes of we are so uncomfortable that'll tell yeah. you a lot more but it does more but yeah. now um you're in a cut now so that's yes you so so yes honestly it's going freaking great knock on wood um obviously so I am working with Austin Stout who we're gonna have on the podcast soon which is yep. gonna be really awesome um and uh we started a cut in probably like mid-June um so obviously like for a while there, honestly, like right before the cut, I was dealing with some really, really bad, like estrogen dominant symptoms. Like I was so inflamed, like so bloated, like GI issues. There was so many things going on. So we went through kind of like a little estrogen detox, a flush. Um, and obviously like you guys know kind of all about my hormone health journey the last year and a half. So things aren't like, I will, I will say like, my hormones definitely aren't in a perfect place, but at some point in your journey, and I think that this is kind of like where I needed Austin as well, is like, you kind of have to make the decision of, okay, like we're not always going to be able to get everything absolutely perfect, but we want to get to a place where we're feeling good. Our symptoms are less like, you know, we're biofeedback is really good. And that's how I was feeling. Uh, once I went through the flush and everything like that, like everything's been wonderful. I've had a normal period, almost like, I think my period coming this month will be like 12 straight months of period, which is fucking amazing. Um, so periods going great, but now, now that I'm in, um, my cut, I am, I started the cut around like 149. I was like 142.5 this morning. Um, so I can't do some of that. What is that? Like six or seven ish pounds, whatever. But again, like that's in two months. Like it's not going fast. It's going, it's going pretty slow, but I am totally okay with it. Like I feel good. 
I've been doing like traveling and stuff. Like I told y'all, I went on vacation. Me and Kylie were, you know, out traveling and doing stuff this past weekend. And I just continue to keep dropping weight. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with just like me lowering stress on my body overall. So things are great. Um, like my calories honestly aren't too low right now. I have high calorie days on my training days and then lower calorie days on my non-training days. But overall, I think my calories are still like if I total everything, I think think they're still between like 70, 15, 1750 and 1800, which is not low for me at all. Um, so we definitely still have some more wiggle room. I'm not doing any cardio other than 11 to 12,000 steps per day. And things are going well. So yeah, I'm really freaking happy. I'm in the best place mentally. And honestly, like the best place physically in terms of how I feel about my body and my relationship with food. Yeah. So I'm fucking happy. Good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. For me, I haven't really been on like a fitness specific journey for the last few months. Like I said, I've been very focused on health. I, we've been working on some hormonal stuff for me. Um, and then there was just trying to get through just like, you know, I moved across the country this summer, getting in a new place, like all that stuff. So I was just kind of cruising and trying to just get back into like where I was like a healthy place yeah. in terms of literal but definition of health, but also just like mentally where I like wanted to be doing fitness at all. Um, yeah. And now I'm back in a place where I am. It's just part of my routine again. I go to the gym four or five times a week. I want to, yeah. um, with food and stuff, it's been, again, kind of what we're talking about with the balance where I've been at. Um, but over the last few weeks, I've gotten back into, um, pretty consistently tracking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, um, and that's because I wanted to also just make sure I'm eating enough because I was still falling into a little bit of like, um, under eating habits, which like I mentioned in our episode too, like I'd never really had issues with that until I went through, um, my, my worst season, mentally um and then with stress and stuff I just lost appetite and hunger cues altogether so I still like to track just to kind of check in with that Mm -hmm. um but over the last few weeks has been me wanting to get a little bit back into just not really any kind of I'm not like really cutting or anything like that but trying to just like tighten up a little bit some things uh, more so fine-tune and basically just increase the intensity of my appearance really so like we haven't changed my plan um it's just been me fine-tuning it so yeah um I have like cardio four times a week or something like that. I do like 15 minutes on the elliptical. Yeah. It's super casual. Um, ideally that would be fasted for what we're doing, but I don't have access anymore to cardio unless I'm at the gym. So it's mm-hmm. been kind of like a post gym situation. Sure. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of tracking food. I'm still eating um, up around like 19 or 2000 calories, something like that. Um, which we were, like I said, we were in the process of kind of trying to bring my calories up and we kind of just like held steady all summer while I had stuff going on because I'm getting an influx of calories on some off track days and stuff. So, yeah. um, it's good with me. Kind of like we just talked about balance. I'm mentally in a really good place with food in the gym again. Um, and that's gotten me to where I actually feel comfortable being like, all right, yeah, I'd like to like tighten things up a little bit and just kind of, um, I don't know. I like to use, I guess, I don't know, to the public, it would be like, I'd like to tone up a little bit. Tone up. Um, but yeah, basically, I would like <laughs> to, mostly I would just like to lose a little bit of like inflammation and things that For I know sure. are going on. So, and I already see that happening over the last few weeks just from doing that. So, I've been just kind of focusing a little bit more on my food quality and just like my consistency in general. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For sure. And I'm still with John as well. So, love John. Love John. Um, okay, next. What was your worst day ever? This is a morbid question. It is. We had a rack our brains I love, on this I one. I love me some dark times. We love <laughs> I will say mine, I would say like there's two for me. Um, I would say the first one, and I can't exactly put like a an exact date on it. I just know of the time frame that it was, was when I was like 
ending probably one of the worst, absolute worst um, relationships. You can't, I can't even call it a relationship because we were never actually dating, but like the worst situation, like two and a half year situation that I was ever in with a, an extremely toxic man who Mm -hmm. pretty much like, he really honestly like ruins the way that I viewed myself in my life and my relationship with relationships with other people, my view of love. Um, So I would definitely say that, yeah, that was a really big one whenever we were just kind of like, I was making the choice to like move on. And I kind of had to force myself into that. Like I literally remember like sitting, it was sophomore year of college. And I literally remember like sitting on the floor of my apartment, just like screaming and crying. And I, I literally like texted my sister and I was like, I feel like I need to be checked into a mental health facility right now. Like it was terrible. And just that time period in general, it was really bad. Like all of the things that we went through together. Um, and then the second one I would have to say would be my nanny passing away um, on, I believe it was September 7th of 20, it would be two years ago now, so 2020. Um, but yeah, she was my BFF and I miss her so much. And she just passed way too soon, like way, way more quickly than we thought she would. So I would say that those are mine too. But again, like learning experiences, you know, and you always glean something from them. So I don't like to look at it as like, I don't like to look at it as like worst days, you know, maybe just like worst learning experiences and like things that were difficult and that shape you in some way, you know? Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Um, mine were within a month of each other. I have two as well. So, um, I opened up about a lot of this stuff on our podcast episode already, but for me, um, September 4th of last year, 2021, um, was the termination of pregnancy for me. And again, as I kind of reiterated on that podcast, it wasn't the worst day because I was like, not okay with my choice, but Mm -hmm. it was just a really heavy day. Um, it was really scary. Like I said, it was during the week, all the Texas fan stuff had just come out. Um, don't even want to go down that rabbit hole yeah. now with what's going on. But um, as Kara's sitting here in a band's off our body, yeah, shirt, I'm literally in a band's off our body shirt right <laughs> but, now. Um, it was just it was a very triggering day. It was very heavy. It was an uncertain day. Um, I did have, like I mentioned, the podcast like support that day and everything. But um, it was just like a lot of like like I said, there was a lot of things going on with my relationship beyond the scenes too. That that day was just like a very fearful day for me Mm -hmm. of like not really of uncertainty. And it was just really, it was physically really hard. Um just like a really tough day. But my worst day was definitely um, you know, there was a string of them, but it would be uh kicking off to being October 1st. So about a month later, um, which the next thing that we were asked was to spill some tea. And so I guess I'll just do that in two parts of the question. <laughs> so, tea. Um, because I was much more polite about it then and some more events have come to light since then. So I don't really care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that. So um, basically that is just the day that my relationship was over, but it was over because my partner of almost five years at that time basically just ended it over a message via Facebook yeah. and blocked my number um, so crazy. from one fight. So that's really mature um and that day was just it was that you know came about three weeks after we had gone through that termination and stuff and so I was already just like in such a fragile place and like hormonally not sound Mm -hmm. yet and so to experience that from someone kind of like Kara said it's already just like that kind of heartbreak just hurts so much especially when there was so much like emotional manipulation things going on that I wasn't even aware of yet that I've only since come to light in therapy um if you guys want to learn more about that I'm not quiet on TikTok so yeah um but 
I really like just, it was that feeling of like the, the person that you really thought would never abandon you or never abandon you in that way. Like I mentioned on the podcast, I really thought this person and I would like always be friends or always mm-hmm. have some kind of relationship, even if it didn't work out, which again, in hindsight, because I was not fully aware of what was going on um but for that to have just like abruptly been just like so like disposed of and like having so much history with someone and then to just be able to be like Mm -hmm. cutting you off entirely because like again um that was it there wasn't like a conversation it was like I got a message I answered and I didn't hear from again until yeah recently um so yeah that was definitely that was a really hard day for me um and it you know, and uh, it spiraled into a really hard couple months, which I talked about on the podcast. So for sure, um, that's the tea and my worst day. I don't know what other tea I got, but I know somebody said spill some tea. Um, do I have anything like that I can spill on here? Um, like anything exciting or secret coming? (laughs) No, I've got, I'm pretty open. I got got a new offer coming out in like a week. Yeah. Same, same, same. (laughs) Actually when this podcast is released i have a new offer so go to my socials today go to kylie socials today (laughs) she has a new offer coming out i have a new offer coming out at the end of september so yeah um not much tea going on around here because i'm pretty sure we're like very open but the rest of the tea i don't i don't have a podcast yeah 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 yeah, yeah. we we (laughs) there'll be another podcast for that some point in the future we got some tea for this weekend yeah sure (laughs) we got some tea from this weekend yeah we got we we can't can't, yeah we can't (laughs) spill that yet though so um should we keep going should we do a part two you think we can get through these yeah i don't think we have a lot i feel like we can get through them yeah okay so let's do okay so tips so somebody asked tips to improve post-pill estrogen dominance somebody actually asked me this before as well and I had like a whole post on it so I'm just gonna rattle off some things for y'all take it away um (laughs) take it away so realistically like the biggest things that we want to start focusing on are gonna be first things first I think that a lot of people go to supplementation first for estrogen dominance but we do want to start focusing on lifestyle factors so number one eating a colorful diet, increase your cruciferous veggie intake um, because cruciferous veggies do have um, a component in them that converts to dim and this could help lower estrogen. Um, We definitely want to try to minimize processed and packaged foods and also reducing alcohol consumption is going to be huge here. Um, Alcohol can really heavily contribute to estrogen dominance. So that's going to be something that's really big. Um, prioritizing fiber intake. So getting at least like 10 to 14 grams of fiber per thousand calories consumed is going to be really, really helpful because estrogen does bind to fiber. And then whenever you poop, excess estrogen gets excreted. So that's why we're always talking about poop on here. We're always talking about how important it is to be pooping daily because we don't, yeah, like we got to be pooping. Right. And, um, reducing stress, getting enough sleep. I think that obviously this is one that y'all hear us talk about so much, but again, like chronic stress can drive up inflammation and that's going to drive up estrogen dominance as well. Um, Addressing any underlying GI issues. This one's going to be really, really important because again, like if we are not detoxing estrogen, um, we're having like those GI issues that's causing that lack of detox that can cause estrogen to raise in the body. Um, So addressing like liver detox issues as well. Um, Again, making sure we're having regular bowel movements and also looking at your environment. So like reducing environmental toxins, things like, you know, filtering your water, like switching to non-toxic personal care products. Um, I just did a whole post about 
a whole live about switching to non-toxic in my Facebook group. That's a plug. Um, switching to like glass Tupperware instead of plastic, switching to stainless steel cookware, all of that kind of stuff. Because again, like these environmental toxins can be endocrine disruptors and those can cause issues within our hormonal imbalance and, and, you know, drive up estrogen dominance as well. And then I would definitely start there in terms of like the lifestyle factors and stuff. Like we have to start with lifestyle first, but then in terms of supplementation. So a lot of people go for DIM whenever it comes to estrogen dominance, but it's really important to note that DIM really only helps your, so you have specific estrogen detox pathways in the body and DIM is really only going to help the two OH pathway. That's why it's really helpful to get a Dutch test if you're dealing with like a lot of estrogen dominance. Um, but like 150 to 300 milligrams of DIM for the 2OH pathway can be helpful. Um, and then also things who have like a heavy 4OH or people who have a heavy 4OH pathway, they can benefit from things like glutathione. So like NAC and acetylcysteine, we've talked about that on here we before. Love we love NAC. I'm like, I'm popping NAC before I'm drinking, <laughs> like gotta get that NAC. So Yes, NAC is going to help with bringing up glutathione, it'll help with liver detox, and also calcium deglucrate as well. So I talked a little bit about like the estrogen detox that I went through before the flush and Austin basically just had me on a really high dose of calcium deglucrate. And when I tell you like that shit worked, like my symptoms were night and day different before and after that. Um, so yeah, that's what I would say in terms of like improving post-pill estrogen dominance. And it's just really important to note like you have to be taking care of your body and supporting your body post pill. Like mm -hmm. just know that it's going to take a while for things to come back and, and be normal and come back online and, and get balanced out. So just kind of give yourself some grace and, and, sure. and, you know, time there yeah. for sure. Um, do you use pronouns? I, I'm not sure if this question is asking like for other people or for ourselves. Like, obviously, if other someone else has a pronoun Absolutely. that they use, then yes. Yes. Um, I don't have any specific pronouns. I mean, no, I, I'm she, her. I'm, yeah, I'm a cis female, so I yes. just, it's she, her. But yeah. yeah, I don't have anything specific other than that. And then I don't know. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know if you're asking for like for other people. I mean, yes. Yes. So, yeah. I always yeah, use whatever. Sure. And I think it's important to note too. Like I, I was listening to a podcast the other day about. Um, like using the pronouns and everything like that. And I just think it's nice whenever it's like, it is, it can be hard sometimes yeah, to like get it right and everything mm -hmm. like that. But like, I'm always respectful of other people's pronouns and I always use them yeah. if, they, if they want them. Yeah. Know? And I really appreciate members of um, that community who can communicate that and have grace for like trying to learn. And for sure. Like so like, like using know. like they, there things like that. Right, like yeah. it can definitely be difficult because yeah. we're not used to saying this Right. Things. Yeah. My best friend's partner is they, there and like, I'll type to her sometimes and be like, she referring to her partner. Right. And like, she'll just be like, she'll be like, oh, they go by they. Right. And I'm always like, I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah, I got it. Like, and she never gets upset with me yep. or anything. She's like, corrects me. And then like, I often will catch myself too. And I'm like, oh, sorry, I meant this. And like, you know, it's never like this like riff or anything. It's yeah. just like helping me understand. So For sure. um, I'm always just like appreciative of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So will weight start to come off once hormones are balanced? ideally <laughs> ideally but yeah it really depends I mean every single person has a different experience and here's the thing is that I'm not gonna say that like balancing hormones is automatically going to make you lose right. weight like we still need yes we want an optimal optimal hormonal environment but we still need to like be doing the lose things to lose weight yeah. be in a yeah, calorie deficit yeah. you know like actually be in a fat loss phase, but like 
for me, while I was balancing my hormones, like I was gaining weight, you know, but it's like once they're balanced, is kind of what exactly like once they're balanced, optimally, yes, if we have that optimal hormonal environment and we actually go into a fat loss phase strategically and not go about it in a stupid way, yeah, yeah, then yeah, optimally, we would like to see weight come off. Yeah, because like if you just got to a place like where Kara did, where she's like, you know, again, like I said, it's not perfect. She's not at a perfect spot hormonally, but she got to a place where it's definitely more balanced than it was and where they can try it out. But it's like, you guys didn't go into like, all right, 1300 calories now, that would just wreck that havoc all over again. So yeah, definitely context is key here as always. And as always, it depends, but that is ideally, yes. I think the better way to answer this question is like, do we need to prioritize balanced hormones before we worry about weight loss? Yes. Yeah. That's probably a better way to, for sure. That, I guess. Yeah. Um, I love the other next question. Okay. It's just asking, have we watched Harry Potter? And I don't know if someone's just being sarcastic Yeah, come on. or what, but I, I mean, I got the Deathly Hollows tattoo on my chest. So. Literally, literally. <laughs> no, never seen it. Never seen it. Is it good? <laughs> so Kylie is definitely, so I have always been a Harry Potter fan. Like I grew up with Harry Potter. Love it. Kylie's definitely a bigger fan than me though, but yeah. Love yeah. Potter. And it's on my sternum. I put chest and so I have like a chest tattoo. <laughs> my sternum HP, tattoo. Yeah, no rags. No regrets. HP. That's I just so have funny. like Potter AF. Literally. Yeah, no, it's on the sternum. Um, yeah, I have a definitely always on my sternum. I want I want Fox the Phoenix from Harry Potter as well. And again, like the sternum as well. But Love it. yeah, I also thought about tattooing. Words are our most inexhaustible form of magic, which is a double word. I love oh, that. I will say I me. never, I never read the books and I, it's, talk about that I know. And it's something that I would love to do. Honestly, like I've been reading like a mad woman and yeah. I think I should do it. Yeah. In my, my life. Best to be in Are they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. But yeah I, I've obviously read them all. I've read a couple of them. I've seen movies now and I want to watch them again. I actually have not watched the new stand up. Um, but I've seen those. Um, I go, I go to Harry Potter world. I, oh my God. I want to go to Harry Potter. So I, just, I am, I am an HP fan. We love it. Yeah. So Harry Potter fans over here. Um, okay. Struggling with binging, binge eating, any tip or ruse. I also have yeah. Yeah, many tips. So, cause somebody else asked me this. Yeah um do you have any yeah first they, of all I always want to preface as we always say yeah if you're struggling with binging to the extent of like disordered eating habits mm-hmm. um please see someone that specializes in ED, ED counseling yeah etc <laughs> yep yeah and I will and say defining what binging is and isn't yes like yes because there's a difference between overeating and binge eating so let's remember that like binge eating is a true form of disordered eating so we're gonna see like clinical things like eating a, like a large amount of calories and a small amount of time, hiding, like taking, food. hiding food, um, like to like, uh, like getting food, like how to like the trash, like mm-hmm. after you've thrown it away, yeah. feelings of guilt and shame afterward. Um, and binge eating doesn't always have to be coupled, coupled with purging. Right. Like I, I was a binge eater, but I did not purge right. after, right. you know? Um, and so I think a lot of people will be like, Oh, I binge this weekend. Like Binging is not the same as like eating three pieces of pizza and feeling full. Yeah. Binge doesn't like you couldn't stop eating the bag of pretzels because they were just salty and good. Like, yeah. it's, like that, that happens like once on your weekend. Like that's, right. you're, like, I think that that's where it's been really like. There's an emotional tie yeah. to binge eating. Like yeah. it's associated with a lot of those emotional feelings and like guilt and shame and stuff like that. So that's. It truly huge. feels like out of control. Yes. Out, out of control. control. And like. If you're a binge eater, you know the exact feeling that I'm talking about when you say that, like, you know when a binge is about to come on and you know that you, like, physically can't stop it because, like, you are so in your head. 
Um, and it is a scary feeling as many of you know, like I struggled with binge eating. So I would say like, first things first, what works for one person, definitely not going to work, work right. for everyone. Like these are some things that I've personally found with myself and like with clients as well that have helped. Um, but you know, first thing is like actually fueling your body properly and eating mm-hmm. enough. Like that was a huge fuel to the fire of my binge eating yeah. is because I was restricting countlessly. Like I was, I was eating 1200 calories a day and binge eating is going to be worsened or caused by the fact that we're not eating enough or we're chronically dieting. So that is huge. Um, This is another one. So exposing yourself to situations where there are foods that you tend to work on. And there are a lot of different thoughts and feelings around this. Like there are some people who are like out of sight, out of mind. And there are some people who are like, you're not dealing with it. Yes. And so I will say that it takes a while to get to the point of being able to expose yourself to these situations where food is involved, but it can help you like build the skills to work through those binging urges. And again, like help you feel more confident around those foods. And that's something like I've definitely wanted to test again too, because it was like towards, towards the end of my prep, um, I had binge, binge tendencies back in my unhealthy food days, but then I didn't really have issues with it through my, um, competing days until the very end of that last prep and then post-show um and for me it was bless them but it was American Dream nut butter and it was really bad um I haven't had American Dream in like a year and I haven't either and like part of the thing was I I had to I had to remove it because it was really bad and it was the out of control I had like sticky notes all over my cabinets and Mm -hmm. I still couldn't like not do it and it was just like very mentally disturbing so I had to I got rid of it all um and I didn't buy any kind of peanut butter for like two months yeah and it really did help me just like distance myself from it and then I could work on my relationship with food in that process but like that's the thing too is there was other work taking place during that it wasn't just like remove the food and then that's like the thing that's gonna fix it yeah so I was able to then now I just like buy and part of that's just a money saving thing too I just started buying regular peanut butter again and I've been fine but I have been wanting to like order one again just to be like okay like can you do this in moderation now because of where I'm at with food yeah um but I do think like doing that with yourself once you've done the work is like letting yourself reintroduce those things and kind of removing that shame and fear around it is important yeah um but again like Kara said it's gonna be super individualized to like what you've been doing and And like what you're doing it takes time like for sure I couldn't just go straight back to that because I was like that's been an issue and like sometimes it is very food specific like I removed that and I wasn't like binging anything else no yeah exactly so. so That is a huge one. Um, two more I have are just like practicing, pausing and assessing. And again, takes a while to get to this point. Like it takes practice. And this yeah. is something I've talked about on the podcast before. Like, I love this yeah, like we always talk about, like I implement like the two minute pause and two question tool with my clients. I used to call it a rule, but I hate the word rule now. Yeah. So I call it the tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but so basically like trying to pause for two minutes before you feel like you're about to binge and asking yourself, two questions. So why? So why am I reaching for this food? Like, are you truly physically hungry? Or is there an emotional response? Like, are we stressed? Are we excited? Are we sad? Identify what you're feeling. Um, That way you can kind of identify when is this happening? And like, why is it happening? And then how? So this is a really big one. Like this how question is something that has really worked for a lot of my clients. And this is basically just asking yourself, how is this food going to make you feel after you eat like in 15 minutes or in an hour? Like, are you actually going to feel satisfied and nourished or are you going to feel guilty? Are you going to feel shameful? Are you going to feel overly full? Right. And thinking to your future self and asking what does future Kara want to feel like? And how is she going to feel if I choose this food and I choose to like 
start binging on it, whatever it may be, that's really huge. It's just like doing that reflection. And I think that that's such a powerful question because I think people don't always think about the way that can work inversely too. And like me, or girl Macy was talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Is like sometimes the answer to that might be like, I will feel better if I satisfy this craving. And if you yeah. once you've thought through that, you might be able to just have like the handful of like the pretzels or whatever the fuck it is and then move on from it you don't overeat it because you've like removed that guilt and shame you've thought through it and you're like okay that is the thing I need to satisfy this craving and then you're going to be good or you're going to sit there and be like no and I also I've added a question to this that was asked to me before that was really helpful in terms of like identifying am I hungry or like is this a physical craving or psychological because not as your body there's often underlying reasons but it's physically craving like the sugar or whatever that is yeah and so I've been like I keep fruit in my house and mm-hmm. so if I'm craving this like other indulgent or binge trigger food I would ask clients or ask myself and I'd be like okay what if I have an apple or berries instead and if you don't want that you're not hungry yeah because if you were hungry you just want to eat something exactly and so then it's like okay well maybe it's a sugar craving those things are going to give you those natural sugars it's not going to be as like addictive feeling to eat it mm-hmm. so you can eat that and like if that that you could satisfy it but if yeah. like you're pulled to that other thing still or like that you eat that and still being obsessed over it then there's like psychologically more work to uncover Sure. Um, so that was really helpful to me to just even be like okay I grab like a bowl of blueberries and like if I ate that and I still was like obsessing over that sweet thing it's like okay I need to like sit down and, like journal what emotional response this is or what's going on with me um we're in a lot of times I would eat the berries something especially while my hormones were all fucked so I had like a lot of sugary yeah things and stuff I would eat that and then I would be like wait 10 minutes and I'd be like okay yeah I feel fine yeah, I'm, I'm good I'm good I got yeah. that response for so. sure yeah I agree with that And the last piece of advice I have for this is just giving yourself a pattern interrupt, which I think is huge. So like a lot of times, yes, like when you're about to binge, like we are deep in our heads. So we need to do something to get us out of our heads. So like if you can interrupt that pattern, even like speaking to yourself out loud, this is something that I used to do. Like I would literally be like standing in front of my cupboards, like scanning and thinking to myself, like, okay, like what am I going to binge on? And I would speak like get out of my head and speak to myself out loud, like Carrie, you don't need to do this right now. Like talk myself through it. Um, Also just doing something like getting outside, going for a walk, getting out of your kitchen, like out of the environment that's causing you to binge, calling a friend, like that's going to be really helpful as well. And again, like if you are seriously struggling with this, like see a, you know, a therapist, somebody who who, um, specializes in disordered eating and a dietitian who's, specializes in it as well you know yeah. so I think that's huge yeah. okay we've got an easy wrap up here yeah um, two more favorite movie tv series right now I am not in this moment watching something mm-hmm. um I just finished the new season of Stranger Things like a couple weeks ago so that's the most recent thing I watched I need to watch it it was fucking so good but yes it terrified me I'm I know a baby, I'm a baby. so um but I, I really enjoyed it that was the most recent thing I've watched mm-hmm. um so I know the question was right now so it's of all time, One Tree Hill and New Girl was my series. Of um, movie, I don't have like a favorite movie. Where right the Crawdads Sing? Yeah, I went and saw Where the Crawdads Sing after I read the book, and it was really well done. If you haven't read the book, I think it's probably even better for you, actually. Yeah. Um, we were talking about that, but that's just because the book's always going to be better. Yeah. The, the book, book was the, better. The, the, the movie, the story has many twists. Yeah. So it, it just takes away from that element of surprise. So, like, people, if you're going to, see, if you just want to go see a movie, go see it. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely good. But yeah, I haven't been doing a lot of movies and TV lately. So yeah. That's all I got. 
Mine, I'm sure y'all know this, is Outlander. I've been obsessed with Outlander for the past few months and it's absolutely amazing. Um, But I've honestly been reading so much lately. I need to get back into, I've been like switching off and on some nights I'll watch an episode, some nights I'll read. I'd love Um, to have that. What's the best book you've read out of your little spiel lately? Oh, dude. Okay, so... Normalized book talks. Okay, I am 100%. I've been on a Colleen Hoover yeah, kick. Like, I want to read her stuff. So, Where the Crawdusting was uh, was amazing, but I will say, like, Ugly Love and Reminders of Him, I think Reminders of Him, like, Ugly Love was my favorite, and then I read Reminders of Him, and I was like, yeah, I think it's Reminders okay. of Him. It's so good. A lot of people, I read Verity as well. Oh, that's one I heard everyone talk about. Everyone loves that, but here's the thing. That was more of kind of like a love story psychological thriller type of thing reminders of him was like just like pure like I don't even know it's just like more of a like love story okay. I love it I love it so for much for me it's seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo I'm reading that one next um, so I'm reading it, next. it was by Taylor Jenkins um yeah that was bomb, bomb so bomb. good and I knew it was gonna be good like I posted it in my story when I got it and I got like 10 dm people that were like this oh is so yeah good. anytime you post yeah. any kind of like any one of those like really good best-selling books right now everyone's like oh my god you gotta read this yeah yes. Yeah, so, so that, was good. that that book was just like it was not anything that I expected. So really? really, I'm cool. excited. Yeah, I'm um, excited. I love it. I had also seen people talk about it a lot in the Taylor Swift community because they've been like, she would like write such a good like soundtrack for the yeah. movie. And I want that to be. I want to speak that into existence. Yeah. I want that to be a movie, honestly. For but sure. It was, it's about a movie star. Yeah. So, like I want it to be. Right. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. And my movie, I don't. I. I haven't done too many movies lately. I feel lately. like it's weird to have like a favorite movie right now. Right so now. It's like favorite my favorite movie. movie always is just go with it. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston so and Adam Sandler. It's so funny because it's so corny, but I just yeah, love that movie. movie. It's so cheesy, but I laugh. I've, be, I've literally made Kevin watch that movie at least 25 times. I return often to like, I'm like a, a Mean Girls. Mean Girls, easily. Super bad, which yes. I made you watch for the first you time. You did! It's so ridiculous. So funny. Um, super bad and like um watched, you you mentioned this the other night forgetting sarah marshall was one of my favorite movies yeah. actually one of my favorite movies is um friends with benefits i love that oh so good but yeah so i returned to a lot of those like rom-coms we did watch he's just something to do last, last night. night it was good it was so good film. love that yeah so, yeah um and our last one can we be besties whoever you are yeah like of ask, i mean we can't until you tell us who you are yeah but this DM the podcast account all listeners quite literally but i'm gonna give everybody the warning that i give everyone you decide you're my friend you're in this shit you're in this for you don't even know how far in it yeah. until you're in it i i take that very seriously yes. me, me and uh kara my other friend kara have mm-hmm. this joke about you know we met at the retreat that i went to and that she had asked me when we were like having one of the experiences and stuff and she was just like can we be like friends after this and we all we joke about that all the time because like, in that moment i was like i don't think you understand what you're asking me and now we're like, she's like my best friend, but she would literally tell everybody that she's like, if you ask Kylie to be your friend, you have like a friend. Which you have like, a friend. I will ride or die for you though. <laughs> like I will. Swear. I, will I will kill somebody for my friend. I will be. But like that's what a best friend should be. So it's a commitment. So whoever you are, think about that before you DM. Yes. Can you be my friend forever? Yeah. It's your stuff. Exactly. So. Also, if you want to be our bestie, we need y'all to do something. Leave for us. a review. Anyone who Please. leaves a review is our bestie. That's what we're giving away. Yes. <laughs> Please leave us a review because we know that we have a lot of like loyal followers and listeners. Like we know that, you know, y'all are out here. We know y'all are listening. So leave us a five-star rating and review. Tell us, you know, what what do you love? Like, and if you don't love us, just like, don't don't say anything. (laughs) We can't take it. No, we can't take criticism, but come on. It really does. Like it really does make a difference and helps us out so much. It's just like, we love doing it. 
doing this for y'all in a labor of love. Honestly, this was one of like my favorite episodes. We've Same, ever this was a lot of fun. It was so fun. And y'all asked great questions. Thank you for the questions. Yes. Uh, thank you for listening. We're super excited. Um, it's so crazy being like 60 something episodes in. Um, I know. I, I And yeah, we do have a lot of you guys that are our loyal listeners. So we really appreciate that. And we do. This podcast does not give us any kind of monetary gain. So no. Um, in order for us to grow and like keep bringing value and do cool things with the podcast, the reviews and ratings really do help. It's really the only way to grow in the podcast world for sure. um, to even get any kind of monetary offers or just to get more exposure so we can yeah. help more people so we can bring out that value. Think about the reasons you love this podcast. And if you want other people to be able to experience that, that helps us with that. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Well, you guys, we have a special guest for you next week. Um, and sadly, Kylie and I won't be together next week, but we will be together again yes. in three weeks. So for my birthday. Yes, it's gonna be so much fun. Nice little trip to Austin. So yeah. oh yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast again, five star rating and review. Share this with somebody, tag myself, Kylie, and the Not Your Quick Tricks podcast and share this on your stories. And we'll chat with y'all next time. Hope you have a great week. See you later.